Canada has, has lost many lives. The official count in Canada is uh, 26,267 deaths resulting from COVID-19. So, I mean, compared to the United States, we've fared relatively well on, on that front. But compared to some other countries, you know, comparable countries, Australia, some European countries, we have not fared well at all. Certainly, I, I think we did a terrible job in protecting the most vulnerable, protecting long-term care. But here's another troubling question. What if that number is uh, actually undercounting the number of deaths resulting from COVID-19 in Canada? Uh, and a new report raises that very question, suggests that, in fact, thousands more died of COVID-19. And this would be outside of long-term care, by the way. Perhaps uh, more than 5,700 deaths undercounted. And this is just looking at, uh, at 2020. Obviously, as we've seen in, in much of the world, the first part of 2021 has still been uh, rather deadly. Fortunately, as we've rolled out vaccines, we've brought down deaths significantly. But it's still important, I think, to understand the, the true impact of this pandemic. This new report from the Royal Society of Canada uh, finds that Canada may have undercounted more than 5,700 COVID deaths during the first 10 months of the pandemic. Well, joining us to talk more about uh, this uh, study is the uh, chair of this study, Dr. Tara Moriarty, professor at the University of Toronto, also director of the Moriarty Lab, an infectious diseases research laboratory. Dr. Moriarty, thanks for joining us here today. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me and for your interest in this very important well, topic. Yeah, it, it certainly is. Obviously, we need to understand yeah. how this has, has impacted Canada, and part of that is understanding, you know, those most severe outcomes. So I mentioned the, the yeah. official count, uh, just over 26,000, but um, what, what leads you to conclude that perhaps then we have undercounted that somewhat significantly? Um, so uh, what we had done was, um, we used the U.S. Centers for Disease Control um, method for estimating uh, excess mortality during the COVID-19 epidemic, and we applied this to Canada's numbers, or at least the numbers that were um, available. Canada reports deaths very, very slowly compared to all of its major high-income peer countries. And uh, using this method, um, we found that um, our excess deaths were substantially greater than we have estimated previously. Um, and just for your listeners, I should explain that excess deaths are they're, um, are, they're untimely deaths. So these are people who um, died before they normally would have um, from a statistical point of view. So these are all of the extra deaths that occurred during the COVID-19 epidemic. And uh, they don't include people who would have uh, died with COVID-19, who also would have died of some other cause in the same year. Right. And, and I think we've been diligent about that. We've seen on a few occasions mm -hmm. in Alberta, for example, where we've revised our official death toll. We removed uh, yeah. some deaths from the official COVID count because they were later determined not to, to have been a result of COVID-19. So that's what seems, I mean, it feels like we've been diligent in this country in, in tracking all of this. The idea that we've missed thousands of deaths, I think people would want to know how, how that kind of thing could happen. Uh, yes, well, I, there are likely um, a lot of different factors. So, um, so first of all, the Public Health Agency of Canada and World Health Organization recommend that um, COVID deaths be reported as COVID deaths um, if it's listed as uh, listed on the certificate. Whether it's a contributing or a primary factor, um, they still should be reported as COVID nineteen deaths. 
and there appears to be some inconsistency about that um, across Canada. Um, so, for example, in Quebec, which largely um, uh, identified, correctly identified and reported all of its COVID-19 deaths, you don't see deaths that are attributed to other causes. Um, that uh, they're all, all of these excess deaths are accounted for by COVID-19 in Quebec. And um, whereas in other provinces, a, a fairly significant number of the deaths that were reported um, were attributed to something else but listed uh, COVID-19 on the death certificate. So part of that is that that reporting um, is not in line with what PHAC recommends and, and what the World Health Organization recommends. So there's some of that contributing outside of Quebec. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is that um, it appears that outside of Quebec, uh, many other regions of Canada um, quite significantly under-tested according to the size of their epidemics um, and that we uh, tested 75% um, less per positive case than in the, than the average for our peer countries. So Canada may well have missed uh, more COVID cases and as a result, more COVID deaths than, than many peer countries, or at least the peer country average. So according to uh, StatsCan, um, almost 14,000 excess deaths from yeah. January to December. And 2020 was obviously a very unusual year as a result yeah. of this pandemic. So the, the measures that we put in place probably did save lives in, in other yeah. respects, you know, at the of same course. time too, right? Yeah. We had... Uh, delays in surgery, um, you know, maybe yeah. people fearful of going into emergency rooms. So it's, it's yeah. possible that in some respects it, it might have contributed to other deaths. So how yes. do you go about unpacking all of those those numbers? Oh, it's a really good question. So the way that this is primarily done um, is that you look at all other specific causes of death um, during something like an epidemic and you look at um, you look at the specific causes of death that were uh, where COVID-19 was not listed on the death certificate. And um, so that's a very important way. This is how it's done in most countries. Part of the, So we don't have any evidence uh, yet to date, and Statistics Canada reports on this too, that there are um, other contributing um, forms of death that seem to be accounting for these excess deaths. Um, certainly... Um, not by the end of wave one, which our analyses found. And uh, it's not really looking like we're seeing some of these other deaths show up yet um, uh, into wave two as well. And this is actually quite in line with what's been seen in other countries. It's kind of expected that some of these uh, indirect consequences of delayed health care may start showing up more um, now or soon. Um, but... The part of the problem in Canada is that our death reporting is so delayed compared to uh, every other high-income peer country that we don't even actually have all the evidence we need to test the idea that there might have been other causes of death other than COVID. Our data suggests by looking at a number of different types of evidence that it's very likely that almost all of them were COVID and that's been the conclusion in most other countries as well. But we can't conclusively determine this until we know what other things people might have been dying of. And for example, 
um, specific cause of death reporting is incomplete in large parts of Canada, even to early 2020. So Saskatchewan and BC haven't completed their reporting past February of 2020 before the epidemic. Alberta hasn't completed past June. So we don't, there is some possibility that there could still be other causes of death that are not accounted for by COVID, but we wouldn't know because our system is, uh, our death reporting system is so incredibly slow and incredibly behind. And this is a real problem because we don't know. So many people died. So many more people died than we thought. Uh, There were extra deaths and it looks like right now that most of them were COVID based on what we're seeing and based on other countries' experiences, mm. but we don't really know. And there could be a lot of deaths going on at the moment, and Canadians would never know because our death reporting is so far behind, except largely in Quebec, which is much faster than the rest of the country. When you say far behind, I mean, is that to suggest that, you know, in a year or two from now, we might actually have a, a clear picture of this? If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes. Yeah, it does. And what I can tell you is that while I've been doing these analyses, I've been tinkering away with this probably since November or December of last year, trying to, you know, figure it out. And what I can tell you is that the excess death numbers in um, virtually every province except Quebec keep going up retroactively. So there are additional deaths that are clearly still being added in the Western provinces in Ontario. Uh, going back to the first wave still that are still showing up every week when I check the data or every couple of weeks, there are new deaths dating back a year ago. So these numbers are only going to keep going up, um, even up until the date that we analyzed, which was November 28th. They're going to keep going up as more deaths are reported. So this is the minimum right now that we're looking at. Well, and to the question of why this is important, because I think to people, and without seeming glib about it, I mean, you know, 25, 30, 35,000, it's, it's yeah. a lot, regardless of what the yeah. actual number is. That, that's, that's a lot. We know that COVID has, has had an incredible toll here in Canada, yeah. but, but why, in your view, is it important to, to really get an accurate number and a better understanding of the true impact? Um, well, uh, I mean, uh, f- for many reasons. One, to to understand uh, to understand how it happened. Um, the reality is that uh, with climate change, with pathogens emerging, they'll they'll emerge more frequently um, as our environment changes rapidly. We, you know, are have there's a very good chance that there will be another epidemic, another global pandemic that could happen um, certainly within all of our lifetimes, probably significantly sooner than that. So we really do need to be prepared. I mean, God knows we didn't learn from the SARS Commission, which, you know, was supposed to prepare all of us and didn't. Um, But it's also really crucial to understand exactly how the healthcare system failed 
And, you know, we know there were a lot of failures in long-term care. I would suspect there were really big failures in home care. All of the, the parts of the Canadian healthcare system that are kind of the neglected parts. So we need to understand it for that reason. We need to understand whose deaths were missed and why um, are these people whose uh, voices or who are these people whose deaths we were more likely to miss because we know, for example, that COVID deaths um, have been um, two times higher across Canada in racialized communities and low income communities, communities with a lot of essential workers. Um, and we need to understand uh, exactly how that happened um, in order to um, presumably change things going forward. But even right now, um, one of the things we found was that a lot of these deaths, likely COVID deaths that were missed, happened in places and during periods when people thought that they were relatively safe, that they weren't having such a tough time as Quebec, for example. And we were missing, actually, a lot of cases and excess deaths were were, ju- were going way up um, before we were even seeing reported cases and deaths. So we're not totally out of the woods in Canada yet, even with vaccination. There are going to be some really significant pockets of outbreaks where you could have quite a bit of death happening. And if we actually knew um, how many people were dying every week in Canada, we would have additional warning signs or information um, that something may be happening in certain regions that we have to watch out for and that we have to respond to. So, you know, the epidemic, things are getting better in Canada, but as people may know, you know, the UK and Israel are having to sort of go back on some of their measures and uh, resume some safer behaviors again, despite how highly vaccinated they are. And it, the epidemic's not over yet, and it's not over till it's over in the whole world, as far as Canada's concerned. So we still really, really have to be watchful, and it's probably going to be at least another year of being watchful. Um, and for this reason, we we must be aware of how many people are dying every week in Canada and whether it's higher than it has been historically um, and whether it's unexpected because that's a real danger signal. We'll leave it there. Dr. Moriarty, thanks so much for joining us here today. I appreciate this. Thank you so much. All right, all the best. Bye. Dr. Tara Moriarty, uh, Associate Professor at the University of Toronto, Faculty of Medicine, Director of the Moriarty Lab, and uh, lead author on this study published of the uh, Royal Society of Canada. And uh, that's on their website. You can find more there.